0: make the most of every moment enjoy guaranteed 4pm late checkout with the fine hotels and resorts program thanks to the american express platinum card it's just one of the benefits each time you stay at over 1,000 iconic five-star properties around the world another relaxing way american express has your back search amex platinum life to learn more terms and conditions apply
1: You're listening to Errol Parker and Clancy Overall, editors of the Batuta Advocate on Desert Rock FM. Hello readers and welcome to episode four of the Batuta Advocate podcast live from the Koala Studios in downtown Batuta. It's been a busy week in the news cycle,
0: a lot of cricket and a lot of bullshit across all codes. Seems there's just too much pressure on these young sports stars these days, and that's why we're talking to Manly Seagulls legend Cliff Lyons today, to discuss how things have changed since yesteryear, when things were a bit simpler. Now this week of drama, of course, finished with a bit of a highlight with the Easter long weekend. To our loyal listeners, hoping you enjoyed your break. What did you get up to, Errol? Oh, on Good Friday, I had the, uh, had the in-laws over for a barbecue, and then I went out, out to the lake, got wankered in the sun, um, got a bit sunburnt. Yeah, it's about it. Oh, man, that sounds all right. I went out with a few spotties
1: in the Adler with some of my cousins, which is always fun. I don't think they'll be finding too many bunnies visiting the northern districts for quite a while. I'll tell you that much, mate. Now, enough about my degenerate relatives
0: who are on their way back to Charleville, thank fuck. What else happened in the news this week? Well, there was Malcolm's big big tax breaks for big business... Um it kind of harks back to the golden era of uh, trickle down economics. It's, uh, it's it's got all the hallmarks of uh, some neo Reaganomics. This um yeah, Reaganomics. So that's it's President Reagan. Errol is someone who's travelled the US extensively in the eighties. Can you explain to me a little bit about what that means and who does it affect? Well, basically, what what Reagan did is that um, he he took all these big companies and he brought them over for lunch and he said, "Look, I'm going to have to ask you to pay less tax," and um, and they did pay less tax but the deal was is that the savings that these businesses were going to get it was supposed to trickle down the line to the employees which of course it never did yeah there's always room in someone's pocket for a bit of money so most of it stayed at the top and didn't indeed trickle down to the bottom
1: it looks like that's happening here it looks like that's what everyone seems to be concerned about now in international news the humble leader of the republic of north korea kim jong-un has made his way to china traveling on an armored train to beijing the prodigal son had attempted to circumvent censors, but, but, you know, with camera phones and whatnot, that was a bit hard.
0: Now, what was the reason for the visit, you reckon, Errol? He travelled to Beijing to, uh, to, to meet with Xi Jinping, the uh, Chinese president, uh, to put in plans for the future, like a roadmap to uh, removing nuclear weapons from the Korean Peninsula. But that's wholly dependent now on how Donald Trump uh, reacts to this. Um, the ball's in his court. Now, that's pretty much uh, all that's happened in the weekend news, uh, aside from what's happening in the cricket. Clancy, what the fuck's been going on over there? Well,
1: Arrow, what we've learned is that uh, Australian captain Steve Smith and vice-captain David Warner conspired to have Cameron Bancroft, uh, another cricketer in the team, a younger bloke, to tamper with the ball during play. And Some say it was tape, some say it was sandpaper that he was using. Nevertheless, it was a fucking weird thing to do, and they've been punished severely. Warner and Smith have been banned for 12 months, bancroft for nine months. Uh, they should be able to play next year's Ashes and World Cup in England and Wales, but uh, it really depends if, uh, if if the selectors are looking at them again. Errol, do you think this punishment is too severe? And do you think uh, they could have avoided
0: this shit show altogether? I reckon they've, uh, they've broken the old mantra of uh, deny, 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 which um, has served a lot of sports stars very well in the past. Um, I don't think the punishment's too severe. I mean, the public reaction to it was pretty was pretty telling. I reckon it's the right punishment. Uh, they probably couldn't have avoided the shit show, in your own words. Uh, I think it was pretty unavoidable once it ended up on the big screen there with uh, Cameron Bancroft and his sandpaper.
1: And why do you think the backlash from the public's been so severe? I mean, it's coming from all angles, our publication included, but what is it that makes um, Australians so happy to
0: turn the laser
1: on the people representing them overseas?
0: Well, you know, this is the land of the tall poppy. We love to see big, powerful and talented people be cut down to the bottom down here with the rest of us. Um, And I think the fact the Australian cricket team are no longer underdogs um, in the public eye. I think now that they've become arrogant world beaters, people were looking forward to seeing them fall. Australia was built on the back of of the three main pillars of Western society. There's, you know, war, racism and cheating. Are we hypocrites? I mean, yes, for the most part, Australians...
1: Uh, very very much are hypocrites, particularly if you look at the uh, the other stuff that's been going on in South Africa, um, you know, politically. Uh, you look at the news cycle in general, at any given time, Australians are getting pissed off about things that, in you know, in, with, a, with a slightly
0: uh, uh, different narrative, they might champion. Well, speaking of outright hypocrisy, um, the Prime Minister, Malcolm Turnbull, he came out and gave his two cents to the public on this matter. Do you think he's ever been sledged before? Look, I... I, I
1: Turnbull's definitely been sledged in a political arena, and we've seen that, but I don't think prior to entering politics he would have been sledged too badly. Uh, He, you know, working for the Packers as a lawyer, he's definitely the one probably uh, doing the the sledging in, in the alpha status, even in that family. Uh, and also as a banker, of course, uh, you know what he says goes. So, in terms of sledging, I don't think he's uh, been sledged outside of politics. Which in politics, it's not even that, that it's not even that hurtful. In 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 grade sport, it's pretty hurtful. In high level sport, it, as we learned from Warner and Dacock, it's very hurtful. But you know where he would have been playing at a social level? Do you reckon he's ever played competitive sport before? Yeah, social level, I reckon. I don't think I don't think he's um, you know been had a bit of venom thrown at him by by anyone too serious.
0: Yeah, right. Well, do you reckon the cricketers can come back from this, Clancy? Do you think the nation will forgive them? Do you you think the nation can forgive them for what they've done?
1: Well, this is the first kind of uh, scandal we've had uh, with the 24-hour news cycle and social media media Uh, news as well so everyone knows about this whereas back in the day you know someone speaks to a bookmaker the only people that know about that are people that are invested in sport everyone's reading this right across the country even people who don't know anything about sport
0: well we did forgive Shane Warne for taking a banned diet pill he took that diet pill to flush uh, all the steroids out of his shoulder um, allegedly allegedly after a shoulder reconstruction he ran the risk and he got pinged and he copped the 12 months at the height of his career and then he come back and he's done good ever since. We forgave Trevor Chappell, although he didn't cheat at all and he didn't do anything other than obey his big brother. You know, I don't think there's too much you can fault him for that. How do you think they'll come back from this? You know, they've got to win the trust back of the people. They've got to win the trust back of their uh, their sponsors. Well, they are losing financially and socially. There's no more OLED televisions
1: for Warner, no more wheat bix for Smith. Um, whoever sponsored Bancroft... Um, it could be Bunnings or might of 10. Yeah, yeah. After I don't know. They'd be running now anyway. Yep. Now, the game has uh, been tarnished forever. A lot of people are worried. A lot of people are worried that the kids aren't are looking up at these blokes and, and, and saying, I don't want to be that. I'm going to go play baseball or whatever else there is to play in summer. Brett Lee allegedly said that he and nearly every other pace bowler of his ilk tampers the ball. However, he's always been a bit Hollywood, that bloke. You know, you can't really take his word for it. You just need to look at some of his mates, Hugh Sheridan, Kevin Spacey, all his friends in Bollywood. I mean, is, is he a good voice? Or is cricketing culture in general,
0: is, is that what needs to change? Well, yeah. As we said last week in the, uh, in, the in the podcast with Joyride, we said um, that most elite sportsmen in this country are, in fact, cunts. And, uh, and you need to be a cunt in order to be a successful cunt. In your um, in your chosen sporting field, well, that does um,
1: bring us to our next point and uh, one of the biggest stories, one of the biggest stories in our town and our publication this week. Obviously, we came in hot with that stuff on last week's podcast, as you just mentioned, Daryl. As a lot of readers might know, Cricket Australia did bite back. Now, the email we received on Monday night is as follows: from Cricket Australia to the editor of the Batuta Advocate, to whom it may concern, please find attached a letter from our legal department. Our organisation is all for a laugh. And as you know, we are more than happy to have you guys in the Gabba pool when the Brisbane Heat are playing at home. But as you can imagine, we are under siege at the moment and you are not helping, especially with that podcast. Please consider whether you want it to stay up or not, or else our relationship will change dramatically, trusting you understand the tone. Now, we won't go into the legal jargon
0: that made up the attached letter, but what did you make of all this, Errol? Obviously, we did leave it up. Well, I don't know if we're ever going to be allowed in the gabba pool again. Certainly, that's no big loss. I mean, you know, you know, there was last time we were there, and I put my head under, and I got an ear infection, and you put your head under the, the next week, and you got um, oral chlamydia, wasn't it? Something like that. Anyway, we in don't. In the side of your mouth. I don't know, really like know that. That, you that, you know. that bloody doctor in the gabba.
1: Who knows what he was? What he was talking about? But you know. That's something we're going to have to cop as, as journalists and um, our readers are 100% behind us. We're not going to bow down to the spoilt dinosaur that is Cricket Australia. They've got a lot of things on their plate. Who knows why they would bother taking the time to email us. I mean, you don't need to take that just from us. You can take it from
0: our readers or our listeners. Just look at some of the comments that popped up. Some of the comments we did get on that story. There's uh, one from Evan Stevenson of Newcastle who wrote, Looks like you've rubbed him the wrong way. Yes, obviously, Evan. If, uh, thanks for pointing that out. And uh, one from Marco Darko, uh, a pommy like living in Sydney. He said, be careful, Batuta advocate. Warnings like this are usually followed by Michael Kasprowitz kneecapping you with a grey nickels as you walk out of your car. I'd like to see the cunt try and fucking kneecap me. Yeah, you're pretty quick off the 100-metre mark. Now, Clarence, we also published a few stories that they didn't like, including our basic headline that came out of the gates immediately after the press conference. Yes, we've been writing Cricket Australia since the
1: start of this, Errol. From day one, actually, with this headline, Cricketers apologised to Nation for getting caught cheating, which I feel is a pretty clear explanation of what those idiots tried to pull. You know, what made it worse, in fact, was that they got caught cheating. Cheating is much worse when you get caught. It
0: is. Uh, the golden rule of, of cheating is to not get caught cheating. Uh, A few comments on the article there. We had one from Brent Bailey uh, of Melbourne who wrote, Steve Smith should do 120 hours of serving hot dogs and solos at local cricket clubs. I like the idea, but uh, he does look like the type of bloke who would burn the shit out of one side of the sausage, then turn it over, throw it on your piece of bread and cover it with sauce without even asking you, which is also another form of cheating. It's culinary cheating. Yeah, Brad Green of Santa Monica over there in California wrote, The proper way to cheat is through
1: match-fixing. Just ask Pakistan and ask Hansi Kronje. Maybe not try Hansi. Well, that was a pretty flippant remark from you, Brad. Um, You obviously know we can't ask the former South African captain Hansi because he was on board a plane that flew into a mountain which resulted in his alleged death, although there are a lot of truthers out there that reckon Hansi could be living it up in Namibia, running from it all. We'll ask the estate of Hansi for a comment and get back to you, Bradley. Hope LA is everything you thought it would be. Another story we wrote on this debacle that seemed to penetrate audiences was our article that outlined a possible Ramsey Street comparison. Steve
0: Smith, most disappointing cheater since Carl Kennedy. Yeah, Nick Taylor of Buninyong down there in Victoria wrote, I don't see Susan writing such hits as Voodoo Child and Way To Go. Well, Nick, they were both terrible songs and how dare you say such horrible things about Susan, you fucking Victorian. Alex Collins, who lists her
1: current city as London, wrote, I don't give a shit about cricket, but honestly, this is everything. Because Susan may have forgiven Carl, but clap emoji. Australia, clap emoji. Never clap emoji will. Alex, what I'd like to say to you is start giving a shit about cricket. It's a fantastic sport that's enjoyed by billions around the world. Also, living in London, you can really stick the knife into those smelly palms when we come over there and whip their pale asses. Whenever that happens again. But yes, as a lot of people like Alex, who don't like cricket, will tell you, this scandal has really dominated the headlines to the point where we don't know anything else about what happened in Australia over the last week other than Malcolm's corporate tax cuts. You know, uh, no one knows what's going on. For example, Cardinal Pell. He's still in the chair in the Victorian courts batting off horrific allegations put
0: against him. Obviously something that the Catholic mainstream media has been avoiding mentioning. It's not just that, Clans. We've also got the NRL managing to swerve the press, mainly because it seems that the boys are... Much better behaved this year, Um, but Manly did get into a bit of stick this week. The NRL has fined Manly uh, three quarters of a million dollars for breaches of the salary cap over the past five years, while two officials have also been banned for 12 months. Must have tampered the balls.
1: Now, our guest today is a high-ranking member of the club's board. And he's not one of the ones who's in trouble. He's actually one of the all-time great footballers of the club, so much so that they've even got a bar named after him up on the beaches. And he's agreed to have a chat with us about manly, about footy, and about
0: the changing face of Australian sport in general. Now, rugby league is a pillar of Australian life. The states that don't have a team representing them might as well secede and get it over with. That's our opinion, and not the one of our guests this week, who was a founding father of the modern game. Yes,
1: he's a gentleman, a Clive Churchill medalist, an origin legend, a two-time premiership winner and a two-times Dally M winner. We've made our way down to the prettiest rugby league heartland in Australia to interview the great man, Cliffy Lyons, in the boardroom of the Manly Seagulls clubhouse. And i tell you what, the people down here love him. The punters in the Leagues Club T.O.B. look like clowns at the show when we walk through with this bloke. He's here to talk to us about the changing face of Australian sport, the seriousness
0: and how it's evolved since his era. Cliff Lyons, thanks for joining us.
2: Oh, it's great to be here. Hello, Patuta, wherever that is. <laughs>
0: it's, uh, it's, uh, it's on the road out of Birdsville. So, um, Birdsville. I've, so been, I've been up there. About an hour and a half to the east there on the road to Indora.
2: Indora. Uh, yeah. I've been to Birdsville, so that's as good as it gets. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, what's
1: going on? You, you, you're still living in Manly? What's, what's, what have you been doing uh, um,
2: I've had a busy day today. Um, started out this morning. We had a board meeting at the Manly Sea Eagles uh, discussing the salary cap issues. Which obviously we're not—we are not guilty, until proven guilty. <laughs> yeah. But I uh, started off there and had a business meeting, trying to get a little company together, and here and now I'm here with you guys.
0: Yeah. Well, thanks for taking the time, mate. Yeah. Right. I'd uh, say so I guess you wouldn't have had too many issues with, with the salary cap uh, way back when you were playing. Uh, really no yesterday. trials
2: there, mate. No paper bags there. No. Nah. Well covered, we were.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> could always have a job, couldn't you? If always. Always, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. You're very safe. These days have changed now. different. Yeah. The way they play rugby league, the way they train. And we only had two days a week and half a day on Saturday and play Sunday and away you go.
0: So that all started to change around the time the Super League come in, didn't it? Yeah, um, but
2: not long after Super League. So, yeah, yeah it all changed and it was, all went professional, um, yep. fully professional. Now they they train five days a week in, in blocks yep. on different days and, yeah, it's all... I suppose that very there different. would
0: have been a transition sort of period where you went from the uh, the amateur era to the professional era. How was that to be playing in those years where the game was changing? Uh, you so quickly I think saw was money at the end, of the, oh end yeah. of the tunnel.
2: There's a big apple at the end of it. So, but obviously playing a lot of years in the NRL, you need that carrot at the end of it to mm-hmm. to retire with. And unfortunately, in my era. Um, the money we got, we sort of spent it, and mm. I actually for yep. me for me personally, I bought myself a house, I've got a house here. I'm, yep. I'm thankful that I did that. Once I retired, I had to get a job and yep. and work continuously um, till now. The money's good for the players now to something at the end of that rainbow, So,
1: Do you reckon though, if you were uh, left to your own devices in the evenings and and on as much as you know someone like Todd Carney might be on? When you were that age, do you reckon you could have found yourself in trouble?
2: <laughs> I'm just thankful they didn't have any of those phones around in my day, anyway, mate. So I could have been, yeah, I, could I have been dusted well, a bit. <laughs>
0: well, all the uh, all the recent sort of controversies in league have all stemmed from the fact that there's a video camera in everyone's pocket now. Yeah, well, there. that's right. Yeah, when,
2: you know, when you go out, you don't expect someone to video you. Exactly. Know. Yeah. It's your own personal time, and I think what you do in your personal time is up to you. So. There was
1: no there was no iPhones with cameras down at the Stain back in the day.
2: <laughs> Could have got a lot of coverage out there, mate, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Good or bad. <laughs>
1: now, what about uh, coming from Bush League? At 12 years old, you, you moved to Sydney.
2: Yeah, I went to... Uh, I first discovered rugby league at uh, Mount Truett, Tregear. Went to Tregear Public. Uh, from there, I got a scholarship uh, for high school. In the Cronulla region, went to Sylvania, Kirinari, Aboriginal hostel.
1: Yeah, and, and was that, uh, and was that, was there many schools like that in Cronulla region anyway?
2: Uh, Hostels, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, no, nah. that, that was the only one I know. Of. It was, especially was bringing all Aboriginal kids from all New South yeah. Wales yeah. into yeah. that one complex, and then send them out in the community school, yeah, so really. which is good. It was I enjoyed it, and I learnt a lot, and learned how to grow, and. No to play rugby league.
1: Yeah, well, not, not only you know the only kind of Koori kids in the area, But the only bush kids in the area of Cronulla I guess, in that kind of in that kind of uh, era. But uh, you know, then you then you did end up in the public school system with rugby league as a sport.
2: Yeah, yeah. It certainly did. Yeah, it was um, we didn't do much at the hostel. We just we sort of lived there, ate there, studied there, and then we go out the trainings and that through the week. And obviously, uh, the high schooling that was pretty good. So yeah, yeah it was awesome.
1: Do you find as uh, someone who's kind of lived in different areas around the country, you've got a lot of people claiming claiming <laughs> you? They're still saying Cronulla. You know, I used to live down the road here.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah I've, I've found a lot of cousins I didn't know I had, so talk about, uh, sort of, me relatives doubled when I got a bit famous, and they doubled and tripled, and especially come semi-final times when everybody wants a ticket, they bring it up out um, of the blue. Everyone wants a bed. Remember me, I'm your third cousin on your mother's side, and... Don't you know me? Don't you know me, cuz. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now we're just talking about that Super League uh, before. Right now, rugby union's kind of gone through a similar thing where you've got this tycoon with a heap of cash talking about starting his own comp, um, pretty similar to what Murdoch was doing back in the day with with the Super League. How did that start filtering through the um, you know the clubs and? and yeah, and the it was players? it was a
2: battle because um, the players had to take sides. Um, obviously, Manly stayed with the NRL. I think in the end um, we all just sort of went the Super League. They won the battle. Um, you know, we wanted to stick solid, and I think money-wise, it yeah. was silly not to. In the end, well, yeah. Well, after the dust settled, you could just see it all and. Um, Wendell got, driving a Porsche at nineteen. Oh, guys are, have reaped are still in the, still still getting paid big bucks now. Yeah. So it was a good move by them.
0: It, it was happening to, to a lot of sports in the first. Sort of golden age of Australian sport. Yeah, you know, like you had the uh, the cricketers were turning pro. You had the yeah. you had the leagueies turning pro, and then you had the uh, had the VFL going pro. And I suppose it was a natural step, though. Um, it was kind of unavoidable that that you know a game that was that was played in the parks was was about to be played in, in the stadiums.
2: Yeah, it was, it was, and it was like. For all the sports channels that are around, you know, it's yeah. big for them as well to get all this recognition. I suppose from the players, and I think now, now looking back, we sort of just all went, "Yep, let's go that way," and we could all have been all reaping the rewards. Yeah. Now,
1: your little mate um, Beaver Menzies often talks about uh, when he first came in, everyone had a job in the afternoon. And by the time he retired, everyone, you know, everyone was on salary, and it was a different world. Um, what What was it like? Was there were you lined up a job by the club? Were you? What, what was going on with you guys? Yeah, well,
2: when I obviously when you sign a contract, you a job. a job went with the contract. Depends how, how high up the, up the chain you were. What they uh, you doing? Um, I was actually I worked in the lease club, but I was a salarman when I first came here, so they, they gave me that, and then they gave me accommodation. So they, they pretty much looked after you. Was, yeah, that's all you wanted those days. Is and obviously then you were on uh, win bonuses. How I many games you won and the more games you won, the higher up the tree you went, the more yeah. money you got. So that's why everybody sort of tried a bit harder to get the wins. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you needed that extra cash and it was good, you know. You work, you play, and that's it.
1: And you don't have to pay for a beer when you're down there anyway. Very so. not, yeah,
2: very real that you have to buy one. <laughs> Particularly when you're local, you know. Definitely when
1: you're going out in the in the in the The area. fans
2: love you, we we love the fans, so mm. yeah, it was awesome.
0: In the fallout of the uh, of the, the cricket, you know this uh, this ball tampering business that um, a lot of commentators are saying that you know this is just a, a product of sort of win at all costs attitude. And you were just sort of saying before that you uh, that you used to get a bonus for winning. Um, do you think that kind of trickles through to all sports that it's innately Australian to do what needs to be done to win?
2: I think. Um You do, or I do, as long as it's in the rules, I suppose. But uh, in saying that, there are certain coaches that tell you to take someone out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Target someone in the other opposition, which you reluctantly do. Yeah, because he's the coach. If you don't, listen to it, if you don't do what he says, you're <laughs> yeah. out. So yeah, you're out. Yeah. I've I've seen that on happen on occasions, but yep. you know, I'm not going to say it was. Or, <laughs> or
1: was he just had a knee <laughs> recon. You reckon you might want to take a dive on just, that? Uh, shit? Just <laughs> test that
2: knee out. Well, you're just he's kicking the wall. Just uh, take his legs out.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's yeah, that's it. Do you think do you think inherently on like high level sport? You, at times you need to be a bit of a fuckwit?
2: Well, certain individuals are anyway, so yeah. they don't need any help. But. Yeah. Um, Talking about the cricket again, I just I love the way they had a meeting about it. though. they had a meeting yeah. and said, "Yep, we're going to do this. We'll go out and do it." So, I think that's fair enough. If the governing body rules, then you go along with it. So, they're pretty ballsy, I reckon. So, and then they but they're honest, yeah. so, honest about it. They're honest about their cheating. So, <laughs> is that a good thing or a bad thing? Yeah.
0: <laughs> and then they held the the young fella just.
2: Under the bus, too, <laughs> yeah, I know, he got out suppose. there.
0: He'll be all right. He'll he'll, he'll he'll play more matches than these guys. Are. He'll definitely
2: <laughs> he got he a better swim, chance yeah. of captaining the game. He'll get though. half his pay. <laughs>
1: yeah. Now you ended up in England. Were they paying better over there? By the time you got there,
2: uh, yeah. Well, I actually went to England before I came to Manly. So, oh, right, right, right. Not many people know that because I went to actually. Well, when I went, went to Gunnedah, I yeah. stayed there for three years. Then I got an Im- invitation to trial with
0: Norse.
2: Yeah. So I tried with Norse and. Got through, made the cup yep. and played a few games there. Then signed up with Manly the, the following year. Yeah. And in between, I'd already signed with Leeds to go to Leeds for yep. the off-season because they, they play in our off-season here. Yep. So I went over there in the winter in the snow and yeah. rain and played, a, played about 30-odd oh yeah. games over there. Came back to Manly.
0: How was that going from uh, from the River Rainer um, <laughs> up to Leeds in the... Hip. yeah. In the to say aware. it was
2: different, it was, yeah. Yeah, it was like, playing in snow was just unbelievable. Like yeah, The snow was, they send out um, messages in the morning, Yep. SAP, save our pitch, so all the fans would get out there and start shoveling snow off the pitch. Really? <laughs> unbelievable. Shovel, shovel, different shovel. Different time, hey? Get them on there, and you go out and you <laughs> that's a pitch you're running on like that. They like, well, get tackled here today. <laughs> uh, Did they love you over there? Yeah, it
1: was awesome. Yeah. Wow.
2: First game I I played, um, I ran out in the pitch, and they started singing Waltz and Matilda," mate. Oh, the whole right crowd right. was just like it was buzzy. It wasn't my whole body was tingling, mate. Cause yeah, yeah, For them to do that to me, my first game was just unbelievable. And yeah, that's lovely people. Love their footy. Love they love singing, cheering, yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah, it was just it was probably a good thing that I went over there because I learned so much over there. Yep. And then I brought that back to Manly, so it was awesome.
1: Yeah, now Manly's changed Footy's changed in general There's a lot more um, staff There's a lot more staff above the players now And you've got all kinds of um, professionals And you know right now you do have Psychologists, sports psychologists And sports scientists And uh, you know you don't You guys didn't necessarily play in that era You guys were still having diaries at the bench when you, when you were subbed off or getting your head stapled If you got cut open running back out there with blood yeah, on it Get
2: the staples on Yeah, what's, the, awesome.
1: uh, what's, the, what, what's your thoughts on all that?
2: Um, I think it's going with the times. Um, people getting in your head. It's hard enough getting name and getting your misses in your head. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I suppose in the end it's a, it's a tough sport. It's very draining sometimes. Um, I know when you get when you go on, get on a roll in footy and rugby league and you're on that roll, you just you keep going and you, you sort of forget about everything else. Mm-hmm. Where you need to get back on the road, sometimes you go off. And I think. Maybe needing a sports signus might bring you back onto that road. I know I struggled a few times where I went missing. <laughs> but if I had the sports signers there, you've got to drag me back in, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um,
1: Do you think injuries are more prone uh, in your era? Without that uh, kind of people looking at your soft tissue and that kind of stuff? Like no, that? I don't think
2: so. No? I think they're probably prone to more injuries now because they're so um, intense about their training drills yeah. and their bodies, uh, they're all... Like they're all built the same yeah. size, the, the wingers, front rowers, yeah. you know, every now and then, or all, all the time you see a front row run down a winger, Just yeah. it's um, frightening. Because yeah. you start up here in a factory, I'm just a normal level of nobody, you go into the factory and you come out to the end of a rugby league player. Yeah, so right. they're just they're producing that much, it's, mm. it's all, they're all the same size. Your neck
0: and, shrinks a bit, Yeah. You get bigger showers. <laughs> <laughs> well you well, did play. Yeah. You know, just filter this a
2: little bit, filter that, tweak it here, <laughs> tweak it there.
0: No, well, you did play over 300 games. Do you reckon if you had all of this stuff, you probably could have played for 400?
2: I, I think you, you put in the same effort, I suppose. Yeah. With, uh, I think training was overrated anyway himself. <laughs> <you know. laughs> i Or waste your energy out there yeah. when you can save it someday Sunday, you know yeah. what I mean? But <laughs> I, I think in the end, you are what you are. You, you're attrition to it. you train to it. Um, I'd like to try the, what they do, you know, train in the morning, yeah. go and have lunch and come back and tr- do something else in the Arbo would be, be quite interesting to see I know that um, pre-season I didn't do many pre-seasons because they just had yeah. to go out to the, um, Palm Beach and do the Sandhills yep sleeping <laughs> <So laughs> so through that well, one that's why I used to go to England so because yeah. I used to go in the off-season miss all the training then come back and I'm there in January ready yeah. to go <laughs> ready to go <laughs> this run up and bloody down the Sand Hills.
0: Yeah. In the of summer, too. <laughs> Definitely, yeah.
2: I'm not a line man. I'm a football player. Mate.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we were uh, we were talking actually before Georgie Rose, um, and uh, you know you hear yarns from Georgie talking about you know he loved playing for Man, he loved the premierships, and uh, everyone loves a premiership, whether you're playing or a fan. But he did say uh, outside of that, and probably you know at times more than that was the Koori knockout. Did you ever get involved in any of that yeah, kind of yeah, stuff?
2: Yeah, yeah, I used to play in that all the time.
1: With your, with with your hometown?
2: Cause yeah, I... with my brothers. Most of my brothers, I, don't, I never got to play. Oh, I used to play footy out the front yard with them. Mm. But that's yeah. when we were like 10 and that. But um, to actually put one out there with them and play footy with them was awesome. And my cousins and that. So we won, won a knockout, so. Oh, yeah? Once, and yeah, it was good. Yeah, the Wagga boys talk hard, about it. Hard, very hard. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. More boys are pretty hard. <laughs> <laughs> they mean
1: was that, so what was your what was your side? Was it Morey?
2: Uh we were, no we we're Coria United. Right right right. So we're a team from Sydney. Um yep. over Redfernway. Red way, so we had the Donovan brothers and the Lions brothers and yeah, yeah, right. yeah it was all the casos so yeah it was awesome. Yeah, yeah it's very great. tough to to win a knockout yeah. back then because was yeah, obviously it obviously it's cleaned up a bit then. Yeah. But back then mate. <laughs> <laughs> don't come in there if you haven't got a ticker.
1: <laughs> and then, and then you got to be prepared to host it next year.
2: <laughs> oh well, exactly right. So yeah,
1: yeah. No, uh, who do you think in in the current? There's a big debate um, with with this uh, immortal, which they finally can can uh, oh, yeah, go yeah. control of that. Yeah, I'm immortal. Yeah,
2: yeah. Oh, personally, I'm not a fan of it. No, I just I don't know how they individualise. Anybody from playing rugby league mm-hmm. and put them up here. I know you got your rep players in that. That's yeah. fine. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But to immortalise, look, everyone plays rugby league. I think they should immortalise everybody. Mm. Anyone that runs out on that pitch. I think I'm just as good as him. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I might have done played a few more test matches or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Won a few more grand finals. But I think putting them up on that extra pedal, pedestal is probably a bit much. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm just. I feel for the rest of the guys that miss out. Yeah. you know, you yeah. should have been. You should have been. He should have
1: been.
2: Yeah, yeah. You know, how do you define it?
1: Bit like, bit like uh, Lang Park, Suncorp with all their statues. Now they've gone and given too many. They don't know when they're yeah. going to stop. Who's getting the next one?
0: Lucky. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah it's it's just... well, well, up until sort of recently, it was just um, the people who chose the immortals were just a bunch of. Journos. Yeah, we are just a bunch of journos who, you know, obviously weren't old enough to be around when, you know, they're all sort of playing in the, fo- like mm. in the 40s and the but, 50s. Yeah, well, I've heard
2: a few people say, you know, what about the, the guys that won like 10 grand finals in a row, mate? Yeah. They all should be
0: immortals. Yeah. <laughs>
2: um, win 10 in a row, flat out win 2 in a row. <laughs> so
1: we spoke to this old ref who might have actually refed back when you were playing, um, old Brian Barry, and he said, watching Reg Gaznia play... He said you can do comparisons. Yeah, yeah. He said that was that was he, you know this is someone that's sitting around looking looking at JT and 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 Joey Johns. He said mate, there was something going on back then. Maybe it's a bit of nostalgia, but uh, everyone everyone always remembers
2: um, how good it was. <laughs> so you look, you got a lot of different eras too, like you know, different types of footy. You know, it, was, it all changes every you know, every yeah. couple of years. Something changes. They bring in another rule and another rule and yeah. To even the training techniques now, how do you define that? No? Yeah,
1: yeah. and also different uh, different influences are, are, are fine when, uh, but, no, i of find when techniques, particularly remember when we had like a do you think of, they had
2: vitamins and that back in, no. back in the 50s and that, and <laughs> no. all they had was VB and twoies, wasn't <laughs> it? That's all I had. And now, now players coming after so the guess, game, yeah. they're eating muffins and stuff, yeah, and they're yeah, you're yeah, sitting yeah. in ice baths, and yeah, there's yeah, they we'll be in the corner smoking a beer, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. there's. A lot less Marlboros and a lot more muffins, I guess. Anyway, you know? Yeah, I think I know Thanks what warm i want to warm down.
1: <laughs> yeah, and also the the, the you know, I'm you can all remember when the Fijian Takiris start st- st- started playing for uh, Brisbane. There was a different influence, like you know the Fijian influence in the Tongans, obviously down in Manly way. Yeah. Like there's Can't a whole lot... a few
2: to tuck down there. Yeah. <laughs> no one Andrewka. Yeah. Naga, oh,
1: Nagus. Kenny, Kenny, Kenny Murray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But well, yeah, they did have the Virginians, and then uh, eventually, the, and the games changed right up to the point where the you know almost uh, equal in terms of representation, and it's uh, and it's a different type of football. Have you have you seen that change? Have you noticed that?
2: Well, you can see a lot of change. All well, the uh, islanders now yeah. that are in rugby league, they're just they're growing so much, and we're feeding them. Mate. We're feeding them. And they're going to beat us soon. I will tell you that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to pay the price because we're teaching them. <laughs> we're giving them some more ammo, and you know, people that. Oh, I like to represent their, 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 their countries and that. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah, awesome. It was totally, yeah, it was awesome that last World Cup. It was just fantastic just to yeah. see the you know, old boys playing for yeah. Tonga and that. And, yeah. They yeah. get a
0: trip home, see all the family. Yeah.
2: yeah. Just, it was just great.
0: There's this one young that George Rose, he told us a while back, he said, oh, in the off-season, he said, oh, I'd have to go and work for my Uncle Craig.
2: Um, <laughs> Craig George <laughs> from he was security, buddy. Yeah.
0: yeah, they always used to have jobs. Did you have any jobs in the off season?
2: Oh no, nah. Super League. We probably just went home to Gunner Guy yeah. for a couple of weeks and just spent a bit of time down with the laws and on the property. Got a property today there. We just cruise around, you know. Yeah, just enjoy the the free time that we got because it was only for a couple of weeks. So we had to, do, we had to, we had to yeah, put right. some weight on. <laughs> to muscle on or yeah. fat on so I can have something to train off when I get back <laughs> yeah. you, know, you I mean? had to yeah no yeah. get going back there fit is it what's <laughs> the point of pre-season training if you're fit <laughs> <laughs> what's the point of a season in England
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: if you're fit why do you have to trade then?
1: <laughs> now did you have sponsors and that kind of stuff to worry about back then because the uh, cricketers that's what they're shitting their shit the pants about right now
2: no or maybe or we had uh, sports apparel sponsors and that mm-hmm.
0: like, yep.
2: uh, Adidas and that Give us gear, and that's so um, free gear. So. You,
0: were, you were a bit too, um, and Winfield too was going
2: back. I went right? over to the Asics then. Asics yeah. for a while. So
1: you were a bit too well kept, bit too well kept to get on those Lowe's lows billboards. <laughs>
2: yeah, no, that was way above <laughs> <up> my league. <laughs> 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 Leave it the zero and the boys.
1: Yeah, one thing we do want to ask is, uh, did Steve Menzies ever thank you?
2: Um, many times he has. Uh, He's done it yeah. on purpose. I'm still waiting for the you know for the career paper bag. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Although he's he's got a um, a laser sort of like golf uh, thing he does. Yeah. He's going to give me a freak out at so. Oh yeah. It Normally costs four hundred dollars. Yeah, it's sort yeah. of. Course. Thanks, thanks Beaver. <laughs> sort of yeah. And uh, and
1: and then lastly, Cliff, why does everyone hate Manly? Have you got you've got you've had years yeah. to think about this? Oh, because I mean we we love you. But uh, we we know that a lot of
2: people. That's so why I'm still here, mate, because I still love the joint. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think we put ourselves up above everybody else. I think, mm-hmm. not not like Brisbane, mm. probably a little bit yeah. below Brisbane, but we we set the standard. So, I think that and we're a successful club. So, mm-hmm. and we came through the hard times, I suppose, when I first got here. So, we all prided ourselves in being on that level up there. You know what I mean? And what you did on the football field. You need to keep it there. Mm. If you play at a level up here, and you come out next week and play below it, what's the point? Yeah. You need to be up there, and plus, um, every win counted, because you got extra bonus, yeah, yeah, so yeah. <laughs> that was the incentive there, so well, we try to keep it on a you know, high level all the time. And,
0: well, you, and the beaches. They're just jealous yeah. of that. Oh, they're awesome. Well, I suppose a tiny part of White you'll...
2: sand, <laughs> crashing waves, sun oh. sin, <laughs> glittering down on your forehead. <laughs> VB going down your neck.
0: <laughs> I suppose a small part of you, though, was happy to see the Sharks win finally.
2: Yes, all that yes, time. yes. Yep. I got sick of beating them in the semis all the time, <laughs> knocking them out. I don't know. I've got a place where the, the Sharks. Yeah. yeah, that's good,
0: mate.
1: Well, thanks for joining us today, Cliffy. Yeah. Good luck with the, the next few weeks of headlines <laughs> and Fairfax news. Yeah. And see we can keep Kate...
2: They cross for cricket I eh? say. <laughs> <Yeah.
1: It> took <laughs> yeah. all the heat off. <laughs> took all, all the heat off, man. Yeah. I think our politicians are saying that too.
2: Thank you. <laughs> all, right.
0: all right. Thanks, thanks Cliff. You thanks, sleep? boys. Thanks for having on.
1: Great listeners are great learners, right? Well, hear this. Zookal has the cheapest textbooks with up to 70% off. You can even rent them. With a lowest price guarantee and free delivery for orders over 50 bucks, the only question is, what are you waiting for? Apart from the end of your podcast. From Shakespeare to marketing to essay
0: writing to video production and everything in between, check out Zookal. Use the
2: code Podcast for five bucks off.